We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, your, your smart speaker. However you found us, we're glad you did. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. He's Nick Friedle. You might have heard him, seen him, read him. He's multi-platform, triple threat there covering the NBA for us here at, at ESPN. The best pipes in the company. I, you know, with, with, with Boomer taking on sort of a, a lighter workload these days, uh, I would put Nick Friedle's pipes up with anybody. So, Nick, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for carrying us into the fourth hour here on ESPN Radio. Randy, I just want to cut in and paste that uh, that <laughs> comparison into my audio resume from now until the end of time because I watched Chris Berman. Oh, we all did my whole life. So yeah. I appreciate the hell out of that one. I'm going <laughs> to send that standard, one to my dude. friends. <laughs> he is the standard. When he does his yearly sports center, when he comes back and hosts sports center once a year, twice a year, he, he takes a weekend and does it. It is appointment viewing. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and obviously, you can still see him in the NFL season. We saw him at, at the All-Star break, right around the Home Run Derby uh, for baseball as well. That was He sort of plays the hits these days. and It's it's still such a treat. You can call us in. It's uh, 888-STAY-ESPN. The phone number It's 888-729-3776. we got Burt Breer coming up in about 12 minutes from now, even for about 6.15 with uh, the, uh, the man behind the Monday morning uh, quarterback there going to join us. We'll talk Kyler Murray and... We'll talk about you know Ryan Jensen's injury there at Bucks camp. Get the latest on Browns camp where uh, where Albert was uh, earlier this week. But for now, we're talking about the guys who are at training camp but not training. They're there but they're not, and they're there so they don't get fined. Quite frankly, it is oh, yeah. very much a Marshawn Lynch situation. But the three names that come to mind are uh, from an Adam Schefter tweet. It's uh, DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seahawks, wide receiver slash you know running back threat here in Debo Samuel with the uh, with the 49ers and then the Chargers safety Duran James as well they're they're this generation of hold ins they're not hold outs because they're not staying away from the facility they're there they're on the sideline they're you sort of Ben Simmonsing it up right you know they're kind of in in, uh, in a sweatshirt and they're leaning in and hearing some of the play calls and whatever else but they're not taking part because they want new deals interesting strategy um, I think you'd prefer it as a coach you want your guys there until they reached the tipping point of distraction. I guess, Nick, maybe we're just so early in training camp we haven't hit that point yet. No, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. And as soon as you mentioned Ben Simmons' name, Randy, I went, oh, because I lived that one firsthand. And, and Ben was rehabbing, so it is a little bit different. But it became more of a distraction each day he wasn't playing as the yeah. questions piled up about whether he would play or not. And we're in the beginning of training camp. We're still in the end of July. We got a lot of time before the NFL regular season begins. But the longer these deals don't get done, if for whatever reason all these different teams can't come to terms with these players who are holding in, I'd throw Roquan Smith in there in Chicago as well. He's doing the same thing. You're you're just waiting for something to happen. And if it doesn't, it will hover over everything that team does on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I can't argue with the fact that Samuel deserves a new contract. I can't argue with any of it, quite frankly. I put Roquan in that group as well. These guys do deserve to get paid. DK Metcalf Metcalf has more than 3,000 receiving yards. He has 29 touchdowns over the first three seasons of this rookie deal that he's on. And in this year, the final year of the existing deal, he would be paid less than $4 million. I'm sorry, you're looking around and you see A.J. Brown get paid. It was his college teammate there at Ole Miss. You don't think that's motivating some of this? You know, getting seeing guys north of twenty million dollars a year when you're going to make a fraction of that, go get your money. I I I totally get it. But if you're Seattle and you're looking for measurable, you're looking for production stats. I don't know that he has the quarterback to get him that. I mean, I, I, are the numbers? Is it crazy to think the numbers plummet with Drew Locke as your quarterback? No. <laughs> I think that's what the fan base is worried about right now. Because you've seen what a top-tier quarterback can do. And it. And if you're Metcalf, Randy, you want to get paid before you step out on that field with Drew Locke and, and try to figure out what's going on. But as we go through these stats and we see the players and – and it's a term that I don't think has entered the sports lexicon until recently, the hold-in. All I hear in my head is Teddy KGB from Rounders saying, pay these men their money. I mean, you've got to just make the effort if you're one of these teams to know that these are star players that you want to continue to build around, and the hold-up will only continue to linger into what you're trying to accomplish. So... There's not a player on this list I wouldn't just pay right now and say, okay, we took care of it. It's not going to be an issue anymore moving forward. Nick Friedle, Randy Scott, in for the guys. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And now all I'm picturing is John Malkovich. (laughs) Do not splash the chips. Uh, You know. Don't eat the tops of the Oreos either. I don't know if my Russian accent is as good as you know what his Russian accent was kind of garbage. Now that I think about it, I think it's sort of, sort of panned in some of the uh, some of the movie podcast uh, you know episodes that I've that I've heard and listened to. But the only one, the only one of that group, and I don't I don't know Roquan as well as maybe you do. I know you're not a Bears fan, are you? No, but I I we spent enough time up there to watch so many. Chicago Bears games that I, I I just didn't even think it was possible, but I still keep up. And I know that if you're not playing Roquan Smith and you're not paying him, yeah. you are just feeding into this feeling all across the league that's been there for a long time that the McCaskies don't want to pay to oh. keep their best players happy all, all the way. At some point, you have to pay someone. You you, you know, at One some day. point, you do. And with the, tele, with the TV money continuing to skyrocket and the and the, the salary cap keeps going up like if, if not Roquan Smith who you know and for the Chargers if not Derwin James and I understand you bring in Khalil Mack and you bring in JC Jackson you made some improvements on the defensive side but what what James he's the only one on that list that gives me pause on the list of, of Roquan and DK Metcalf and, and Debo Samuel James gives me a little pause just because of injury concern now he came back last season played that season and had a career high 118 tackles uh, had a couple of picks a couple of forced fumble a few forced fumbles a couple of sacks went to it went to his second career pro bowl but before that the 1920 seasons he played just five games across those two seasons so I I, I get that part of it I get that level of concern you best ability is your availability and whatever cliche you want to throw out there but you have to just just as you don't necessarily with the with any contract in sports now you don't reward you project. So you can't yep. say, and we'll get into this with this discussion of Draymond Green later in the hour, but you don't necessarily reward 
someone for what they've done as they're you know advancing in age. You project forward what their production will be. And that's what good front offices do. And what bad front offices do is provide golden parachutes for aging players and reward them for services rendered at this point. That's unfortunately not how the business works anymore. And the worst thing you can do in pro sports, Randy, is have a contract on the books for a player that isn't living up to that number anymore. That's what happens in the NFL as well. But to your point, when you're trying to break down who deserves the money right now, you can make the argument against James because of the lack of availability, but those other guys have all proven for a set number of years now that they can play at a high level and be one of, if not the best players on their own teams. Yeah, yeah, and like we said about DK Metcalf, let's lock in that deal now because the production numbers, through no fault of his own, figure to take a little bit of a dip moving from uh, Russell Wilson to uh, to Drew Locke at quarterback. Uh, listen, the road to the rematch is on. His bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. You can stream the series now. It's exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Far from done with the NFL. What should we make of Kyler Murray's surprise press conference? And speaking of surprises... The favorite to land Jimmy Garoppolo, according to Vegas, is going to surprise you. We'll talk about it with our expert. That's next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tim Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, your smart speaker, ESPN Plus, however you found us, we're glad you did. Randy Scott here in Bristol, Nick Friedle down in uh, at the seaport in New York, 888-SAY-ESPN is a phone number, 888-729-3776. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and joining us from the MMQB is Albert Breer there on the call in line. And uh, Bert, man, there's so many storylines and not enough time to get to them. I got to start with our surprise Top story on the show, man. Our, our lead was this Kyler Murray sort of surreal press conference. If what he was trying to do was address it and maybe ad- advance the storyline, make it go away, I don't know that he accomplished what he was setting out to do here. Instead, bringing light to a bizarre, you know, language clause in his contract. What What's the fallout been around the league? Because it just strikes us here on campus as, as surreal. Yeah, and you know, I think, like, there was definitely some – acrimony in the negotiation and I I think you can go all the way back to the statement in February that came from his agent Eric Burkhart like to me like that was always reflective of where the thing was and the Cardinals wanted better leadership out of Kyler they wanted more participation out of Kyler Um, you know he's not I I would say like there's just been, 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 been this reputation that's followed him around that he's 
like sort of got a baseball player's mentality and that he's a little bit more of an independent contractor than quarter than quarterbacks usually are. And so like there's always been that thing lingering and like as the Cardinals have like, sort of like been wanting more from him, uh, you know, I, I think that was why like he was uncomfortable and why they felt like they needed to really push the issue with getting a contract done now because Kyler saw what happened to his ex-college teammate Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He waited a year, and lo and behold, the pot of gold wasn't there. And so they really forced the issue, but I think part of it is, well, if we're going to do this, we need more from you. And I just think, like, solving it that way was always silly because if he's doing an extra four hours of work every week, like – that's a. That's not enough, you know. And yeah. and b, like, you know, if you're just looking for the minimum for him, and like he's doing it begrudgingly, like, like what, like, yeah, it's just it feels like it. it I've never seen anything like it. Nobody I've talked to um, with any other team and age. I, I, no one's ever seen anything like this, and there's reason for that, you know. And so, like, I just think it was a a really. I call it what it is, like kind of a dumb thing on both sides to agree to put that deal because it was going to all, it was going to linger over them and, you know, and inevitably it was going to get out because that's the way contracts, that's the way it works with contracts in the NFL is a lot of people wind up having access to them. Albert, aside from Kyler's press conference, the big news today is that Ryan Jensen went down at Bucks camp. How would you put into context just how big an absence that could be if it is a significant injury. It's huge, and you know I know they're concerned that it's going to be a long-term thing. And um, I, you know I, I think part of the problem now is that was an area where they were already um, hurting. You know, and they lost Alex Kappa. You know, we saw what happened in the playoffs last year uh, when they had Tristan Wirfs hobbled, and so like they had depth concerns there to begin with. And now, like, you look at it, it's like you're down Kappa, he's in Cincinnati, you're down Jensen, he's injured. Um, you could be looking at three new interior linemen, you know, for a 45-year-old quarterback who needs the right environment in which to thrive. I, I honestly believe this, guys. Like, to me, like, losing Ryan Jensen is as big a deal as if they, like, lost Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. Um, that offensive line, to me – like, you already had your issues there, and I think, you know, now they've got a lot to figure out over the, the six weeks between now and the opener. We're talking with Burt Breer from the uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, and he's been on – Burt, I don't know where you are, man. You're on the road, right? You've been traveling around some of these camps. I am. Yeah, I'm in, like, western Pennsylvania somewhere. I, I, I think I saw the name of the town that I was in is 84, Pennsylvania. I'm not sure if you guys have any idea where that is, <laughs> but we're, like – I'm pretty close to the West Virginia line now, so that'll right. give you an idea. Country roads, then. Um, but you were in, you know, one of your stops so far was was there in Berea, Ohio, uh, with the Browns, and it's it's just been, you know, we're waiting for for Sue Robinson's recommendation for the discipline for Deshaun Watson to come down and and for that to get announced. And you know, if you're if you're reading the tea leaves and paying attention, and you have a ballpark idea of what the games are going to be. It's one thing to project, you know, when we're going to hear the news and what it's going to be. It's another, like you, you're with the team, and, and now he's taking reps at practice and. It, just give us an insight into how they're preparing and, and how comfortable they, they feel knowing that at least at week one, they're going to have to start with Jacoby Brissett under center. Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a complicated thing because, and I, 
you know, people have asked me, like, hey, what, what was it like there? And I, I don't know if frustration is the right word. They're just kind of waiting, you know, and they've been sort of in this mode for a while. And, you know, I, is it perfect? No. But, you know, I think one way or the other, as long as it's not a full season suspension, they're sort of going to have to do things a certain way anyway and prepare Jacoby Brissett to play while also getting Deshaun Watson all the reps he needs to prepare him to play whenever that time comes. So and I, I sense, like, some level of confidence that it's going to be less than a year. I certainly don't think it's going to be no suspension at all. And so, you know, I think if, if you think it's somewhere in the middle, right, like it's going to be some sort of partial season suspension, well, then you got to get both guys ready anyway. And – that's what they're doing right now. Um, now, like, I, I do know, like, Kevin Stefanski's got a plan to tweak it if he needs to. Uh, but, like, if it's six, eight, ten games, I think I sort of think, like, what they're doing right now is sort of a, like, would be to prepare for an eventuality like that. Albert, we've only got about a minute left. Ultimately, as you read through all these tea leaves, where do you think Jimmy Garoppolo lands to start the season? I have no idea. I mean, like, honestly, like, we're at this point in the offseason. Um, cash budgets have been spent. Cap space is gone. Quarterback jobs have been, um, have, have been hashed out. Like, there's not, there's not an obvious landing spot. And I, I think right now both the Niners are sort of in this critical two-week window um, and they believe it'll be about two weeks until he's cleared where it's like, okay, like let's get him healthy. And then hopefully something materially changes somewhere else, whether it's an injury, whether it's, uh, you know, like a team, like getting a better look at its quarterback situation when they're in pads and deciding what we have isn't enough. Like they need something like that to happen now. Um, and, you know, I guess part of that, and this is what makes it complicated is, like, the Niners can cut him at any point. He's due $25 million, and, uh, you know, the Niners have the leverage of saying, well, we can hold on to you until week one, and if, you know, he wants to get out before that, then, like, he's going to have to find the way to thread the needle with another team to negotiate down his salary. So just a lot of moving parts there, and that's why I think it's hard to determine, you know, whether – like, say, a job in Seattle or Atlanta, all of a sudden will be available to them to him like two, three weeks from now. So, Bird, get you out on this. We're looking at the Vegas odds. They have the Giants as the favorite to land Jimmy G whenever he, a, a deal does get done. That surprised me. How, how realistic is that as a landing spot in terms of a deal? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, first of all, like, the Vegas odds thing, I, I, I actually think in a lot of cases they don't know more than any of us. Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, I, I would say, like, that, you know, I look at, like, the Giants, um, and I, I think this sort of goes for, like, Carolina, too. Like, you know, and I think the Giants really, to, to me, like, I think ownership wants to get a good long look. This applies to Miami, too. Like, the ownership wants to get a good long look at their young quarterback, right? Like, I think to some degree the Maras feel like they failed Daniel Jones. And so – like, let's make sure that this isn't going to work before we move on. And, uh, and so my, my, my feeling is that they want to get a good look at him before they do anything else with the position. I think the same goes for Miami. That's sort of the difficulty of it. 
I mean, one that's sort of like out there that kind of would make some sense would be if like it's a full season suspension in Cleveland. Then maybe like yeah, like like he's run the offense that Cleveland runs. He's you know played with Jacoby Brissett before, so there's a relationship there. So like maybe Cleveland would make some sense if it's a full season suspension. But I don't think the Browns would do do that if it's if it's anything less than a full season for Watson. All right, Bert, we appreciate it, man. We're not going to uh, push the uh, cell phone signal there of Western PA slash Eastern West Virginia uh, too much longer, man. Safe travels, good stuff, good tacos. I love that that photo on the on the Twitter feed. Keep it coming, dude. All right, thanks, guys. All right, that's Burt Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback joining us here, as all guests do, via the call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. So Draymond Green is looking for a new contract with the Golden State Warriors, and there is no such thing as a hometown discount for the world champions. That's next. It's Nick Friedle, Randy Scott, in for the guys, Canty and Carlin, on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Plus, your smart speakers as well. Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Randy Scott in for the guys. Nick Friedle here as well. He's down at the uh, at the seaport there in New York. So your night after the show here, about half an hour from now, is gonna be a little bit more fun than mine. I'm probably I might go to Buffalo Wild Wings, man. You don't know. I might I might go get I might go get super weird at a chain restaurant. Chili's. Hmm. Oh man, queso Good skillet. Old days. Queso, queso time. I That's mean, what, what do you mean your your night's gonna be bad? That night sounds pretty awesome to me. Come <laughs> I didn't on, say bad. I said your night it might be better. I was uh, when I was uh, hosted with um, with Courtney Cronin. She was down there. She's been getting a lot of run on on first take and some other shows at the Seaport uh, this summer. And she was like, I need a good New York pizza spot. You know, she's lives in Chicago. Sounds like Chicago. You know, and she's like, I had to try the New York pizza. What's an authentic spot? And I was like, guys, I got this. I got this. I was like, you want to go? And I, I looked it up online. I was like, it's a little bit, you know, it's kind of, it's not close to the seaport. But the seaport's not really close to anything. You got to go like the financial district up a couple north, a couple blocks. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, so you take it right here and here and there. And she's like, all right, well, you know, what's what's a place called? And I'm like, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. It's kind of a authentic spell. She's like, well, how do you spell it? I was like, S B yes <laughs> A 
I know yes. where you're going. S B A R R R. And I got to the first R, and she was like, oh, go to, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's my favorite New York spot, though. It's authentic. It's Sbarro's. Like, all the ones that you see at airports and stuff, they're all based on this one. This is the good one. Right. This, this is, is the original. This is, this is, this is the, the, the first. Yeah, she was not not happy with me. We don't do too many shows now. Um, 888 say espn It's the number. 888-729-3776. Let, let's talk basketball here. This one... This surprise surprised me, and you can't, you know, no one can say say yes unless you ask. You have to ask. So Draymond Green is eligible for an extension here next week, um, August 3rd. And uh, according to Anthony Slater and Marcus Thompson of The Athletic, he is not looking to help the team with the salary cap. Green wants a max extension. He's slated to make twenty five. Point eight million next year, final year of this current deal, has a player option for 28.5 after that, so final guaranteed year is, is coming up. For Green to maximize on an extension, you'd have to turn down the option and re-sign at 120% of his current salary. That would enable the Warriors to pay him $164 million over the next five seasons. Draymond Green, $164 million, over the next oh. five seasons, that would put him at age 37 oh. by the time that deal's done. You hear that, Nick Friedel, as a guy who you covered Draymond. You were you were on that Warriors beat out there. How does this grab you? It would stun me. Stun me, Randy, if if Draymond got that deal. And the the fascinating part to this, and Marcus Thompson has been around the Warriors for forever. He has strong relationships. Inside the organization, same goes for my friend Anthony Slater. But <laughs> I just, I cannot believe that the Warriors and Joe Lacob, as much as they love Draymond, would even consider this. But the the intriguing wrinkle to this story is Steph wants it to happen. Maybe not a max deal for Draymond, but the point is Steph feels as if he and Clay Thompson and Draymond are all a package deal because of what they've accomplished. So you do, you run the risk not only of upsetting Draymond, what I, which I can tell you firsthand, you do not want to do in that locker room because of his voice and the power he has internally and what he's earned through the years. But you really don't want to upset Steph Curry. So that's the tricky part of this yep. situation for the Warriors. I don't believe that... The Draymond will eventually get this type of contract, but if he has a big year next year, oh, this thing could get real ugly if he doesn't hit close to that number somewhere. Okay, so he is no longer the offensive threat that he was in in some of those earlier title runs. You know, the wins for the Warriors over the Cleveland Cavaliers jump out where, you know, he was a 20-point-a-night guy. There were, there, were, there were NBA Finals games where he hit 30 points. He was a three-point threat. He's not Russell Westbrook in terms of a hitch in the jumper, or you wonder if it's going to hit the side of the backboard sometimes. He's a little bit more consistent than that, but when that sort of is the measuring stick for him now, like he will pass up jumpers, he'll pass up lay-ins, and he's just not someone you have to respect on the offensive end of the floor anymore. Defensively, he's there. There's also, let's be honest, this is one of the few players in the NBA whose impact is truly non-quantifiable by analytics. And that doesn't jive with the way the NBA has gone over Draymond Green's career. He is a leader, he is an energy guy, and he is a guy who is more important to Golden State than he would be to anybody else on the open market. So if anybody's going to pay him close to this number, it has to be Golden State. But looking at it from a cold 
dead, shark-eyed business perspective to pay a 37-year-old, or heck, a 35-year-old, halfway through this proposed deal, someone in the range of, what, five, uh, more than $30 million a year, Draymond Green's not that guy. He's not, and the hard part is, Randy, if you're the Warriors, you got to pay Andrew Wiggins. He was awesome for you last year and is a huge reason why uh, <laughs> they won the title. you got to pay Jordan Poole. If Draymond and Clay are going to stay there, Draymond and Clay are the ones that have to probably take the pay cut. Draymond, okay, all right. I mean, I don't see how they keep the core together. That's It's a champion's problem. You know, it really is. It, diamond shoes are too tight. My 50s are too big for my wallet. And I don't know how to keep these talented players together because, you know, you drafted so well, you amassed this roster so well that you got everybody at a, at a little bit of a lower price. And the bill comes due eventually. It happens for all dynasties. It makes what Golden State has been able to do so impressive. And they won't, you know, be the first dynasty to, to have a hitch in the get-along here as they have to part ways with either an aging asset or an up-and-coming asset as well. Um, Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. One way to end the show... We're going to tell you the three stories that did not make the show. It's Nick Friedle, Randy Scott, in for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the uh, ESPN app, Nick Friedle, Randy Scott, in for the guys. Nick, you're, you're on like a wedding run here. We might call you old Vinny, Vinny Vaughn, maybe maybe <laughs> Owen, Owen Wilson. Where? So you've got a wedding in Dallas, and then you've got a wedding in Ireland, huh? I've got a wedding in Dallas for our friend Tim McMahon. Then, Randy, I go to Ireland in another week, and one of my oldest buddies in the world, his sister's getting married in a castle, marrying an Irish guy. So we're all going over there. And then one of my close friends from the Bay is getting married outside Napa. So I am, in the next three and a half weeks, going to a lot of weddings, and I'm trying to decipher exactly what the strategy is as you go into all of these receptions. So that's the thing, and an Irish reception might be a magical place. So I, you know, I in all seriousness, I hope it, it might be. It, it really might. Well, I feel like Michael Scott in the office, where it's like, I love inside jokes. Hope to be a part of one someday. Uh, an Irish wedding sounds great. Hope to go to one someday. Uh, but but it's let's say here stateside, especially like Texas. My word, like so you're in Dallas, open bar, Sally like Farva, open bar, dude. Uh, but you get there, and what's what's Nick Friedle's drink of choice? Understanding that it's the beginning of the night, it's a marathon, not a sprint. What are we doing? Well, I made that mistake earlier in my life, Mr. Mm-hmm. Scott. I don't plan on doing it with all my friends there, especially some of my professional work friends. So you got to slow the pace a little bit. So for me, I've actually been going, when I know people at the wedding, I've been going vodka with a splash of orange and cranberry. I think it's called a madras, but I'm not positive on that one, but that's what I go with. If I don't know anybody at the wedding, and the the goal is very simple in having some extra drinks pretty quickly, then I'm going all Jack and Coke. That is what I've decided because I cannot stand the small talk at a wedding when you don't know anybody, but that is the differentiating marker for me. If you know people, you can slow it down a little bit. Okay, okay. I'm seeing it called the Madras. I'm seeing it called a Summer Breeze. Right. That's uh, right up my alley. I'm, I'm for any drink that has an umbrella in it. What yeah, is it man. for you, though? You get to the wedding. What are you going with? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the, with the vodka soda. That's, that's going to be the, the daytime thing. You know, the, the hour where you're like, man, I'm, I really wish I brought my, my sunglasses. You're kind of sweating in your suit a little bit. And then it gets dark and you're like, thank God I didn't bring my sunglasses because there's zero chance those would have survived. I've broken the heck out oh of those. Oh, my God. But I've also been sunglasses on the dance floor guy. So 
Yeah, that's it. And then and then later evening when you convince the bartender because you've tipped well, do that first. Even if it is an open bar, you've tipped well. You get the shots going, and then maybe you oh, find yeah. an, uh, the extra bottle of champagne that didn't make the the cut at uh, the toast, and you're doing that. And then you, you look at pictures the next day. Can't more Candy Carlin right now. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker, ESPN Plus. Randy Scott here in Bristol, Nick Friedle at the seaport there uh, in New York. want to thank everybody who joined us over the last four hours. Chris Canty in the 4 o'clock hour, Marcus Freeman at 4.30, head coach of uh, Notre Dame football. Rob Ninkovich joined us. We had a f- false start on the phone connection. How, how come Ninkovich got cut off, but Burt Breer was in, you know, what he said it was a numeric town in uh like 84 Pennsylvania. 84 Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was and Bert's signal was strong to quite strong. So again, we talked a lot of football today, college and otherwise. You can download the podcast if you missed any of that. And there's only one way to end the show. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and out. All right, so we didn't get to uh, the 49ers quarterback who's still there and probably going to start week one. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, didn't talk about Trey Lance, though. And Lewis Riddick says that the Niners are moving on to Trey Lance, and it's the right decision. As much as I love Jimmy G, he will be a distant, distant memory. And San Francisco will be hoisting Super Bowl trophies again. I went so far as to say this. We love to pick dark horses, right? I picked Trey Lance as my long shot to win the MVP this year Ooh. in a manner in which the same way I said it about Patrick Mahomes when he first burst onto the scene in 2018. This kid is a unique, unique individual in the way he is wired and the athletic ability that he possesses. Do not bet against him. I think he's going to surprise some people. All right, Nick, that's a, that's a guy in Trey Lance we saw in very limited capacity, very sparse reps for him a year ago. How's that? How's that sit with you, moving on from a guy who, when he's healthy, has led the 49ers to a Super Bowl? Oh, Randy. I saw a (laughs) lot of the Niners games last year being out in San Francisco. I saw Trey Lance and the hype around him. He got that one chance in Arizona. He didn't look so ready in that moment. I love Lewis Riddick. I know he was on right on the spot with with Patrick Mahomes but I I also listened to him for several years pump up Mitch Trubisky keep calling him Maserati Mitch and that one did work out so well for the Bears so <laughs> I think Trey Lance can be good this year they need him to be if they want to uh, go far in the NFC but I do not think he is ready for MVP consideration yeah didn't go well with the old with old Maserati Mitch but you know the you know it's high end High-end motors have a lot of maintenance. The maintenance is expensive. Once they go bad, though, they can go bad in a hurry. All right, number two, Bill Belichick. Suddenly nice Bill, like a very complimentary Bill this offseason so far in training camp, at least talking of his uh, defensive tackle, uh, Devon Godshaw. He called him, quote, one of the best defensive linemen in the league. If you were to pull about 20 even semi-decent NFL fans, football fans, you said who is – Devon Godshaw, they might ask you the same question. Who is Devon Godshaw? And yet he's one of the best defensive linemen in the league. What do you make of this complimentary, this effusive with praise, Bill Belichick? The softer side of Belichick. I didn't think I'd ever see the day, but here we are. He was pumping up Mac Jones. He's calling 
uh, Mac Jones offseason really good, and he's made all these improvements. Randy, I'll believe it when I see it. Bill Belichick knows exactly what he is doing when he speaks to the media. In that regard, he reminds me a lot of LeBron. There is a reason for every word and sentence that comes out the way that it does. I want to see God shall prove it on the field before I'm believing some Belichick quote in training camp. Yeah, I think that there's certainly a a, a prove it mentality. I will say this, if the Patriots are going to find success this season it's going to be on the defensive side of the football it's going to have to yeah. uh the defensive yep. side is going to have to be the one that sort of allows for the uh allows for the offensive side to side to grow into itself um mac jones man living up there you see a lot of you know, I, saw, I saw him at friendlies he was looking good you know it's mac jones kid you know and there's been a lot of buzz about the body changing a little bit this offseason and some of the private workouts that he held with his wide receivers and people are excited about Devonte parker and moving on from Nikhil Harry and things like that, but it, it, the defense is going to have to carry them and, and, and keep them in games as uh, the schedule does them no favors. And everybody got better. Everyone in the in the uh, AFC East got better this season, so we'll see if the defense is up for it, and maybe, you know, Devon Godshaw is going to be part of it. All right, the third item on three and out, the Yankees get swept by the Mets and immediately trade for one of the best bats available at the Major League Baseball trade deadline in Andrew Benintendi. Classic Yankee desperation move, overreaction, or just bolstering what was already a strength in the offensive side? I just want to know if Benintendi is going to get the vaccination shot. That's the key. They've got three games in September in Toronto Mm. that he wouldn't be eligible for right now. It seems like uh, that he'll be ready for that. But, Randy, I can tell you, having been in the city the last few days, this was a huge deal. Not only this deal last night, but this Yankees-Mets uh, Subway qu- qu- close series, two games set. Yeah, this is what people are into. I knew it was different in the last couple days. It's two thirty in the morning on Sports Talk Radio out here, and people are on the radio screaming about the Mets backup catcher. So as far as how things end up in the regular season, we're going to see for both of these teams. But I do like the move for the Yanks. I think he can really help them instantly. It does have a bit of a throwback vibe with how dialed in the city has been. You know, I mean, the Mets have been have been punching bags in terms of just bad luck, bad breaks, all of it. And, uh, you know, they get Scherzer back and he's his old self. He shoves for seven innings yep. and. Um, they're able to, you know, overcome the bullpen, giving away a couple of runs and allowing the Yankees back into it. Jacob DeGrom didn't look good at his warm-up start, I will say that, but a lot of times when you're coming up through the, the Florida Gulf Coast League with a clear destination with the big league club, you're just working on location. You're working on pitches. You'll throw nothing but fastballs. The other team knows it. They can tee off and, and go from there. But if DeGrom comes back and he looks like his old self, oh, man, there there is no win streak that the Atlanta Braves can go on to run away with that division or even really hang with the Mets. So we'll see. Sending a message where the Mets taking down the Yankees in that two-game uh, subway sprint, we'll say, instead of subway series. Uh, here's the thing about Benintendi, though. You take yourself out of some key games in that AL East race if you can't play against the Blue Jays, and then you worry about linking up with them in the postseason. So we'll see how that works. Uh, that's three and out. Nick, this is a lot of fun, dude. I mean, we've done nothing but Sports Center hits, and now we get to talk for four hours. So that was a good time. I knew we would have a blast, and we <laughs> did. It was great being with you, buddy, and I yeah. look forward to the next time. We'll say hi to the crew that you're going to run with and, and, and have fun with and break bread with and all that stuff at the wedding. And nothing but best wishes for the for the McMahons moving forward, all right? You got it. Thanks, dude. He's Nick Friedell. I'm Randy Scott. Thanks for listening to ESPN Radio. More Canty and Carlin. Can we wait tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern?